0: This is Rev. Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Camp Brown. and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. In the days when Augustus Caesar was master of many kings and Herod reigned in Jerusalem, there lived in Persia a certain man named Artaban. A light shone one night through the curtained arches of Artaban's home, where the master of the house was holding council with a group of his friends. There were nine of them seated around a small black altar where a tiny flame was burning. The men differed widely in age, but were alike in the richness of their robes which showed they belonged to the ancient order of the Magi or wise men, searchers for truth. Artaban told his friends that he had called them together to share a great secret with them. For a long time, he said, three other Magi and I have been studying the writings of the Hebrew prophets who many years ago prophesied the coming of a redeemer and king We believe that the long-expected Messiah is soon to be born. The sign of his coming will be a new star in the heavens, kindled from the union of two great stars. As soon as this star appears, Artaban continued, I will leave to meet my three companions who will wait 10 days for me at Babylon. Then together we will set out in search of the new king. I'm sure the sign will come. And so I have sold all my possessions and bought three jewels, a sapphire, a ruby, and a pearl to carry as tributes to the king. And he showed his friends those three great jewels. His friends were astonished, even dismayed that Artaban should set out upon a search that seemed to them so vain, so fruitless. But Artaban was determined. The world without a great hope would be like yon altar fire without the living fire within it. The light of the world will surely come, he said. Will you not accompany me on my quest? But his friends departed in wonder and amazement excusing themselves by saying that such a quest was not for them. Artaban's aged father alone lingered behind to encourage the young man, and after he had gone, Artaban was left in solitude. He gathered up the three great jewels, one as blue as a fragment of the night sky, that was the sapphire, one redder than a ray of sunrise, the ruby, and one as pure as the peak of a snow mountain at twilight, the pearl. And then he replaced them in his tunic. Then he lifted the heavy curtain and gazed out into the night. When the first signs of dawn were beginning to appear, even as Artaban watched, two great stars rolled together and blended into one then a single new star sprang forth that grew in volume and beauty. Artaban bowed his head and said, it is the sign. The king is born. I will go to worship him. Day after day, Artaban's swiftest horse sped through the forest of the Orontes Mountains. He knew he would have to ride hard and fast if he met his three companions at Babylon within 10 days. He pressed on until within three hours ride of his destination, when his horse suddenly slackened her pace. Within the shade of a pine grove, she halted, quivering before the dark form of a man lying across the road. Artaban dismounted and found that the man was dying with a dreaded marshland fever a conflict stirred within him. Should he lose out in the quest for the divine king just to save a poor Hebrew peasant? If he delayed, his companions would surely leave without him. But if he ventured on, this man would surely die. He stood for a moment, intent, then quickly turned to the fever-stricken man. His decision had been made. Hour after hour, he skillfully ministered to the man's needs. At last, the sick man lifted his head. Who are you that you should have saved my life? He asked feebly. I am Artaban, one of the Magi. I am going to Jerusalem in search of the one who is born King of the Jews, the Prince and Deliverer of all men. Oh, go not to Jerusalem, the Jewish peasant said, for our prophets have told us that the king is to be born in Bethlehem. May the Lord bring you in safety to that place. When Artaban reached Babylon, the three wise men had already gone, and it was necessary for him to sell the sapphire, one of his precious gifts for the king. To buy a train of camels and to set out toward Bethlehem alone. After days of travel over desert wastes, he reached Bethlehem, weary but full of hope, bearing his ruby and his pearl to offer to the king. He stopped at a low stone hut where a mother was singing her baby to rest, and he asked where he could find the Messiah. The mother answered, his parents have fled with him to Egypt, for Herod, fearing the new king, has threatened to kill all the babies in the town. Even as she spoke, the noise of wild confusion and the clashing of swords came from without. And they heard the terrified cry, the soldiers, the soldiers of Herod, our children. The young mother was terror-stricken. Artaban went quickly and stood in the doorway of the house. His broad shoulders filled the portals, and the calmness of his face and the radiance of his eyes caused the soldiers to halt in their mad rush. Here, take this, Artaban said to the captain. And he parted with the glistening ruby in order that the soldiers would leave this house in peace. Artaban was heavy of heart. The second gift was now gone, and the king whom he was seeking had been taken to Egypt. But he continued his quest, searching throughout the land of Egypt for the Christ, so that he might present to him his one remaining gift, though he did not find the Christ to worship. He found many to help, and the years passed swiftly as he fed the hungry, healed the sick, and comforted the sorrowing. An old man now, Artaban decided to make one last visit to Jerusalem in search of the great king of kings. A deep gloom veiled the city, and many people were traveling toward the Damascus Gate. Artaban asked the reason for this and was told that Jesus of Nazareth, who was called the King of the Jews, was to be crucified. Artaban caught his breath. Was the King to die? The King for whom he had spent his whole life searching? Just then, A troop of soldiers came down the street, dragging a debtor's young daughter into slavery. Have mercy on me, she cried as she saw Artaban's kind face. Artaban trembled. The old conflict stirred within him, but only for a moment. Quickly, he drew forth the pearl, his last gift for the king. This is your ransom, daughter, he said, and the soldiers departed without her. Even at that moment, the earth trembled. Buildings crashed to the street, and soldiers fled in terror. Artaban and the girl crouched beside a wall. The quest was over. He had not seen the king. He had failed in the one great goal of his life, The king was dead. Even at that moment, he had been crucified. But through the twilight, a still small voice spoke to the old man. Artaban answered, Not so, my lord. When saw I thee hungry and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw I thee a stranger, and took thee in, or or naked, and clothed thee? When saw I thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? I have never seen thy face, or ministered to thee. Then the voice came again, faint and far away, yet very clear. The voice said, Verily I say unto thee, inasmuch as ye have done it, Unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Artaban was radiantly happy. A perfect peace was his. His journey was ended. His treasures were accepted. The other wise man had found the king. Yes, we have a great debt of gratitude that we owe to Henry Van Dyke for sharing this beautiful story with us, a story which contains a truth that Jesus told as given in those last words from Scripture. And so may the truth of this beautiful story fill our hearts during these remaining days now until we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus the King.